You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. And now, Side B. Welcome, everybody, to Side B of this week's Clock Radio Speakers. This is the end of 2015 uh, wrap-up episode, end of the year, top 10, whatever you want to call it, uh, on Side A, which uh, you can find on clockradiospeakers.com, SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash clockradiospeakers, and, of course, fourthdistrict.com. On Side A, we basically talk about, like, big themes for the year. So, you know, not necessarily the top 10 or our best you know, albums or songs or whatever, but sort of big things that happened. So obviously we talked about Drake. We talked about future, talked about Nikki. We talked about J Cole. We asked, where is, uh, where is Kanye? Uh, Armand made some accusations about who has ruined Kanye's career. It was, a, you know, it was, a, it was a good side. Hey, uh, Armand, what is going on, man? It's not an accusation. When it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to get, I'm ready. I'm ready to get, I'm ready to get right into these lists, man. Um, do, do you want to start? So to, if you haven't heard, uh, previous uh, previous years. First of all, you should go back and listen to them. Although, please don't hold me accountable for anything dumb I said because um, I probably said some stupid things in previous years. Woo, uh, boy, that's why I don't like them because they, yo, our fans are really nerds about our episodes. They're like, do you remember see, episode? I love that one hundred and twelve when you said this. No, at, see, don't use that. Don't use 47? don't don't use the fake nerd voice because I love it when they do that. I'd rather have fans who care than fans who don't. Otherwise, it's just you and me talking to each other. We might as well not even record this. <laughs> yeah. um i just i just we've just progressed so much you know what i'm saying it's just like it's like hearing it's like hearing your your beats from 2004 Ugh. exactly it's like it's like being in the what were those the were those the 200s in 2004 yeah no that was the one two three like those were the early oh, days that was the early days okay, okay, okay bad those are bad days anyway um so if you haven't heard, we, we typically like to do is we like to both give, I'll say loosely, our top 10. Sometimes we don't exactly stick to top 10, but we like to give our top 10. We also like to talk about best songs of the year. Um, in years past, we've talked about like best beats and stuff like that. I'm not exactly sure what format this will take, but, you know, it's a, it's a top 10 list. Um, I will say we do not limit ourselves to hip hop. We do not limit ourselves to things that we might have strictly talked about on the show. Um so there's going to be some things. There might be some surprises on here. Oh, oh, my list is like full of, huh? <laughs> who? Yeah. <laughs> Let me warm up. My the list who. Is Let me warm up. The who. So, oh, that I definitely need a keyboard button that says who. Um, <laughs> yeah, you need the uh, you need the LeBron James joint. <laughs> um, all right. So where do you want to start? You want to start with songs? You want to start with albums? Uh, I mean, I really only want to talk about two particular songs. I, I didn't go through enough to be like man i love that song but there were two while i was listening to different projects mm. two songs that really really stuck out to me that i really 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 liked okay um the first one is uh game and drake 100 that's on my list that beat is disgusting it's i want to say it's perfect but that's a weird thing to say because but no it's like I, there's nothing about that beat i would change yeah i i think it's it's interesting because to me, when I think about classic beats and stuff like that, of course, the the standard for me in recent years has, has been Lord knows. I've long championed how much I love that beat. So right. I kind of wonder if like in the next year or two or three years, if I'm going to feel the same way about this beat. I'm not sure. 100's pretty like. It, it's really good. It is. I, I think it you're going to be OK there. It is. It is. It is. It's a very, very it's. Yeah, it's just dope, man. It's dope. Drake, I used to not be crazy about Drake's verse. Now I think it totally works. It's just a, the hook is the hook is strong. Like it's just it's a dope record, man. Yeah. And the second record, we talked about it a bit on side A, 
but uh, Truffle Butter. Mm. I really, really, really like this record. It's a house record, slowed down, number one, which is dope. Then you've got three of the biggest artists in the world, rapidly rapping with no hook. Right. The, the, the beat is the hook. The beat is the hook. That's so 90s. All they needed was like some scratching. <laughs> All they needed was some cuts from DJ Premier or something like that. Trip, 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 get the butter. Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, smooth like butter. It's just some, right. some Big Daddy Kane line that DJ right. Premier cuts up or something like that. <laughs> but I, I didn't really have any, any other two. Not to say that those are my, the only two singles or songs. Right, 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 right. I didn't, I focused so much on like my albums list. Um, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to do any more beyond the two, but what, what are some of the songs, what are some songs for you? I mean, for me, it, um, most of them, I think all of them might even be on albums on my list. So that sort of feels like a cheating because I'm going to want to talk about these anyway. So I'm trying to think if there's anything that I really, really liked that didn't make my list. You know what? I, let me not do that because I don't want to give away my list. So let me just say I'm good for now for talking about songs. Although there was one thing, it's not really about, uh, it's not, this is not a top song, but songs that you will like, um, people listening, you should check this out in our mind. You should definitely check this out. Have you heard the new uh, Majid Jordan record? Yeah. Something we, about we, you? Yeah. Woo! How have we not Majid talked about Jordan this? Jordan is really, they're really interesting because I, I don't know what's keeping them out of more conversations. You know, I'm going to be totally honest. I don't think people quite understand like the, <laughs> like is it a guy is it two guys there's something about their branding and like their image or whatever like people can't quite figure out who they are yeah it, it's interesting because i really really liked the drake record like my love was super dope um and i liked her and like i like their music in general i mean god if if you if you haven't heard of if you haven't heard them they they're basically uh just hold on we're going home is basically them Honestly, so like just, th- that's not even a top tier record from them. It's a good record. It is a good I, I, record. That's a that's a really good record. But it is. I, but I'm saying like their other stuff is really good. Their other stuff is really good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. Like they're 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 definitely dope. So I'm very curious to know like why. I, and I think you're right. Maybe it's just their branding isn't quite. It's a little confusing. That's the weird thing about branding nowadays. It's like everybody wants to be so moody and mysterious. They're like, often people are just like, what? And not in a good way. It's a confused what and not an intriguing what. Hmm. And I think you have to be even if you're going to be spooky, mysterious, you have to like clearly spooky. state what it is that you're doing. <laughs> spooky. So, spooky, spooky, scary albums. All right. So let's just talk about albums. All right. Let's do it. Um, you have honorable mentions. I do have honorable mentions. You have seven. I do have seven. All right. I have three. <laughs> uh, so give me a couple and then I'll give you one and then we'll, we'll work like that. All right. So the first honorable mention that I had, we are, we talked about it in length on side a game documentary too. That's also one of my honorable mentions. Yeah. And I was stunned. I was stunned too. I was stunned too. I, that album was really, really like really good. That premiere record step. Well, the, pre- yeah. Documentary too. Like that's the, that's the best Primo beat I've heard in, I can't even tell you. A very long time. And Game is rapping, rapping. Summertime um, is dope. Summertime's dope. Made in America. I, step up. Step up. I, I still, I like On and On. Yeah. I like the, I, I like, like the Dollar Dream. 
I like the uh, I like the outro with uh with the with the Whitney Houston sample on two point five. That's like right. Oh, if I could find that beat. Oh, <laughs> it's such an Armand wake up. It is. Know? It is. But uh, yeah, the album was really really dope. Side two was dope. You didn't you didn't like it, but the quick record was dope. I like El Chapo. I hated El Chapo. It was too busy. It is very busy. It sounds like John play the fight riff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like Bangladesh. Play the horn. Yeah, <laughs> uh, unleash the flutes on them, Guru. It's, just, right, <laughs> it's right, like right, imagine right, right. flutes getting unleashed. Just several, several flutes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, got documentary too. Also, um, Rick Ross Black Market. Also on man, we're gonna have the same list. All right. So also Ross, on my on my list. The only reason it did not make my top ten, and I said it on the show that it, it was very possible. I have not listened to it since we reviewed it on the show. And yeah. not because it's bad or I, it was forgettable, but there were some other albums that came out after. One actually came out the day after Christmas and made my top 10. And in going back and listening to other albums getting ready for this show, it just kind of pushed off to the back. But I was wondering if Black Market... I've heard some people say that it's Ross's best album. No! Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold okay. on. Um. Number one, it's up there, I believe. Okay. I think that Rich Forever is his best album. Um, I think I also noticed that I think people like Deeper Than Rap for what it represents. Rather than what rather it is. Rather than the actual what it yeah. is. It's got my favorite Rick Ross song on there, which is Rich Off Cocaine. But it was it, it's good, but God Forgives might be better. You didn't even mention Teflon Don. Teflon Don is Teflon Don is better than Deeper Than Rap. Yeah. Well, it's also better than God Forgives. I gotta listen again. Yeah. I'm not gonna argue there. All right. Um, well, I should give one before you give away. Well, you only have three. I still have like four more. Right. Well, I'm saying let me get one in because you named okay, two bad, of my, my three. I gotta take a couple bars off. My bad. My bad. <laughs> right. Um, Ace Rocky. Mm, not on my list. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was surprised. I so I liked it when it came out. Mm-hmm. I gave it another listen and I was like, oh. Maybe not. And I gave it another listen. It, it's not a perfect record by any stretch of the imagination. Um, it's an, it's like full of album cuts, mm-hmm. but it is, but they work to me. Um, it, it's, it's a little too long. It's a little not, you know, there could be some edits, or whatever, but I enjoyed it. And yeah, it's better than I thought it was. Um, I am more of an ASAP fan than you are. Mm-hmm. You are. Um, but no, I, uh, it's a good out. I'll say it's good. That's all I'll say about it. Okay. All right. What else you got for your? Uh... Uh, so I should I, I should I should tell people obviously in case you haven't figured it out we have not shared each other's list. So if you if you mention if you mention one that's on my list up ahead, I'll just be like, all right, move on to the I next one. Seriously, doubt anything that okay. I mentioned. The the four left are on your list. Excellent. What do you got? Um, we've got Thundercat, the Beyond Where Giants Roam. I don't know if you heard that. Nope. Really, really. If you like the production on Kendrick's album, you'll love this album. I was just gonna say. The way you feel about Travis Scott might be the way I feel about Thundercat. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, don't shoot. <laughs> <laughs> that album is extremely dope. Um, the Internet Ego Death was originally on my list. I tried to get in that. I tried to get into that. I did. You got it. Feel Good's better than Ego Death. Okay. And I think that Feel Good was my number one in 2013. And I think because I love Feel Good so much, I really, really wanted to like Ego Death. And I feel like that's the critical response that, that this has gotten. 
Not to say that it's a bad album because it's not. It's really, really solid. And the good songs are great, but it's not quite ego death. And there are some lulls on here. Okay. So it got knocked off from my top 10 to honorable mentions. Okay. Uh, also, Disclosure. Really like the Disclosure album. Was it Caraco? Caracal? Caracal? Caracal, I think. Whatever it is. Uh, the Miguel record is stupid. Um, the Sam Smith record is dope. The uh, the uh, weekend. The weekend record is dope. Um, the Lord record is kind of trash. It, like, it it it's sort of like it's really it's top heavy. Mm. And with Disclosure sound and that tempo, you can only it's it's really like a um, who do we just talk about? Where after a while it sort of gets t- it's like a meek mill. Oh, like, right, right, right. The right. sound the sound just sort of like it begins to like fatigue your ear, gives you ear fatigue and it drops off. But the the first half of the album was really, really good. Um, so I suggest people check that out. Also, there's a there's an R and B album from this chick named Alina Baraz called Urban Flora. That's like that is bust out all the moves on on the date music. <laughs> like if you I'm telling if you got a girl that you really, really like, um you guys have to already have a relationship. Don't, don't, this isn't first date music. <laughs> Definitely not first date music, but uh, it's really, really dope. Really, really, really dope. And then finally, a project that uh, some of our listeners were trying to get us to listen to forever, but finally after Tragic heavily advocated for it on the show and Taylor was like on my neck about it, I finally listened to it and I finally got it. Odyssey, the good fight. The production on there is insane. Mm. And Odyssey can really, really, really rap. And it was a really, really good listen. It was an enjoyable listen. Um, but some of those records, I got to them super late because Odyssey's been out since, shoot, I don't know if it came out in the spring or summer or something like that. And I just got to it like in November, October. So it, it, most of these were great and possibly could have made my top 10 list, but I got to them pretty late. And only one on my top 10 list is something that snuck in last minute. So those are my honorable mentions. Okay. Um, so you have yours in order, right? Yes, I do. Okay. So what is your order? Cause you said something about tears. Yeah, After- I have like, I'm, I'm pretty clear on what my one and two are. Um, well, I'm actually rethinking this as we're going, but that's okay. Of course you are. Uh, I know what my one is by far. And then there's another cluster and then I've got a really big cluster that actually I think takes me up to 11. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Um, so I'll just start talking about records and we can figure this out. Um, so I have six albums that I consider, they're all good projects that I liked and listened to throughout the year, but are ultimately somewhat flawed. Okay. Um, so I'll talk about, I'll I'll pick one out that I'm guessing is not on your list and we'll start there. Okay. Dr. Drace Compton. Mm. Not on my list because I forgot to listen to it for the end of the year episode. And not forgot because it was forgettable. I literally just forgot. There are some songs that don't work on here. Okay. There's a lot of, you can tell like some of these songs were just overcooked. And what I mean by that is there's just too much stuff that was done to them. Mm -hmm. A lot of hands on it. A lot of people, a lot of ideas. In some cases that really works. In some cases that doesn't. Like I think an interesting example is a record like Deep Water, which, you know, it's got four rap. It's got, you know. Kendrick raps on it, Dre raps on it, you've got Justice, you've got Anderson Pack. It's got five producers. Like, there's a lot of ideas going on on this song. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I forgot how completely insane Kendrick Lamar is on this album. Mm. Um, Dark Side Gone is incredible. It, 
I like I, I we were driving up to Vermont and I you know put on Compton and I'm listening to it all the way through and and with Dark Side gone like as soon as Dark Side started playing which I liked the first half I would like it a lot but then I'm waiting for that second half to come because Gone is just insane mm-hmm. incredible absolutely one of my favorite songs of the year um the game song is great um satisfaction's pr- really good talking to my diary is better than i remember uh genocide is dope like there there are some really good songs in here but it just didn't quite but there was some stuff where it was like nah, there's you know loose cannons is okay one shot one ki- you know one shot one kill is like cool some of these records just didn't have the replay value i'd hoped for Mm. like medicine man's a good example of that like once you hear medicine man like are you really sitting through eminem's verse i'm not you know what i mean like yeah really you know pretty good uh a little flawed okay all right what do you got my number 10 is uh comes from a friend of the show and that is uh taylor gray's the mocker and the monarch um to see i i tell taylor he's a good friend of mine but i tell him that his progression from the time we first met shoot this time last year, I met him in like the beginning of 2014. So to see where he was and I had a conversation with him and he told me what he wanted to do and to see his progression from the sellout to the Lucy's that he put out to this project is like amazing. Um, so you got records like Gorgeous. You got records like Scapegoats that are <laughs> amazing, but very like I'm laughing because of just some of the nonsense that the record is sort of stirred up, unfortunately. Uh, you've got records like Cold, which is stupid. Um, one of my favorite beats of the year. Even, you know, the record that we won, Lil Bias, Mike Lowry, Marcus Graham. A great record. Um, it was just up and down a lot of what I, I hoped that he uh, would have done with the project. And he completely executed extremely well. And uh, yeah, it was one of my favorites. So that uh, Mark and the Monarch, number 10. Okay. Uh, next one up for me is... Uh... <laughs> I almost can't believe this is on my list. What a time to be alive. Really? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm not. Wow. What happened? Um, It's very top heavy. Very top heavy. But I listened to Digital Dash, Big Rings, and Diamonds Dancing a lot. Yo, I think we, we kind of doodled on Diamonds Dancing. Diamonds Dancing is tough. Diamonds Dancing is incredible. Jumpman grew on me. I'm the plug I mean, grew on me. I'm the plug grew on me too. Uh, 30, uh, 30 to 30 freestyle. Yeah, live from the gutter. Like, when you start adding it up, you're like, all right, so there's definitely like a little bit of a lull there. Like, the whole scholarships plastic bag section. Like you're that. like, yeah, you know, change locations. I'm like, okay, you know. But, yeah. so it's not, you know, it's only 10, it's only 10 songs and it's not great. It's very top heavy. But when I went back and listened to this, for me, it was more like, you know, what did I actually listen to? Like, there, there's definitely some of that, right? There's when you go back and do this end of the year stuff, it's like, oh, I forgot. Like for me, Compton, I was like, wow, I forgot how good some of these songs were. So like Compton has more probably what I would consider like maybe maybe as a higher percentage of like, quote unquote, good songs. Mm-hmm. But I listen to the songs and what a time the songs that are good on what a time to be alive. I listen to more. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I, I like Metro Boom and Beats. What can I say? And I'll give them credit for this. Like some of the records, you know, they definitely sound like traditional, you know, what we call quote unquote trap records. But like, you know, even something like Big Rings doesn't sound 100% traditional. Diamonds Dancing doesn't sound like there's some different, there's a little, we're seeing a little bit of different stuff, which I appreciate, you know, because um, you could, you could totally see how, oh, Future and Metro, I know what we're getting. Right. Um, 
But uh, but yeah, I know that's kind of a so again, definitely flawed, not perfect in any way, but stuff I I really listened to this year, so I had to give it credit for that. Mm, okay, I know surprising mm. people. Yeah, I'm I'm shocked. All right, you can direct I, all feedback to at doc underscore beats s out of c. Yeah, people are gonna be like, you didn't like blah blah blah, but you like what a time to be alive. Yeah, you gonna catch. Go ahead and direct all that slander in. <laughs> Um, all right. My number nine was a record that came out the day after Christmas. Mm. What came out? It's R&B. So, oh. like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you wouldn't so understand. Like, yeah. Nah, yeah. You wouldn't understand. It's, you know, um, had this not come out, if this came out a month before, it would be in my top five. If not, if not higher, probably top five. Um, she is one of my favorite artists in the last two years, two, three years. Alex Isley's Luxury Fam. Oh, God. I think there's some things about Alex that I really love. Number one, she she produces all of her own stuff, and her beats are very minimalistic. And it's not like Swiss and Beyonce minimalistic, but it, it allows her, she she plays with her voice a lot. And um, she's, you know, and I'm going to say this, and it, it, sound, it sounded funny when I realized it, but she does like lyrical R&B. And okay. by that, I mean that like, she of course of course her her topics are very her concepts are very relationship heavy but she's actually talking about like something of substance like it's not just you know let me dry hump you girl it's not like that <laughs> it's like that could be like, that, that could be some substance there <laughs> that's now what we're cutting that out no i'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> let me dry hump you girl <laughs> Oh, there's so, oh, he's so deep and oh, he's so thoughtful. Um, but like she's re- she's really talking about like she's in a relationship and it may not be perfect, but it's exactly what she wants and she's happy and she's content. And I think that that sort of method, that message and the method in which she uses to express that is something that's needed. And you know, it's just it's just dope, man. She's she's the daughter of Ernie Osley from the Osley Brothers. And she's just, she's, I think her other projects, the last point I'll make, um, she's got two previous projects, um, Dreams and Analog and the Love Art Memoirs. They both had stronger songs, but this is the better album. This is a, this is a much better project. So if this, again, if this would have came out a month earlier, easily would have been in my top five. I absolutely love this album. I think there's one song that I could do without the rest of it. I, I kill it and play it two, three, four times before I realize that I've gone through it and, and want to play it again. But I love it. Hmm. Okay. Um, next up for me is uh, Snoop's Bush album. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yo, your picks are real. Like, wow. Okay. <laughs> this is really good. It was, it, I, I didn't listen to it, but I remember, I remember liking it. Yeah. It's a, it's a Charlie Wilson and Pharrell album. It, yeah. I mean... Are you a freak? Awake? That hook on awake. So many pros, which I know you you didn't 100% love that, but like there's some really, really dope records on here. I remember liking the Gwen Stefani record, and yeah. I remember liking, I think I like the Ross and Kendrick, and Kendrick record. record. Those are cool. Um, I knew that is good. This, you know, California Roll with Stevie Wonder is good. Yeah. I remember liking California Roll, yeah. But like when you. You're like, oh, wow. Okay. It's like, I like, you know, seven or eight out at least out of this 10 track. You're like, wow. Like it's a really enjoyable listen. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like Pharrell gave him the stimulus package. Like uh, my goodness. Like this is, this is Snoop's best project in, uh, I don't even know. When was last? 
What was the uh, last good Snoop project? Blue carpet treatment. And I see this is better than that even. Like it's different. That's nah, better. <laughs> Here I go. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to. I can't even think. It's been, in other words, it's been a long time since I like this new project as much as this. Mm. Um, and like you said, it's you know, it's essentially, it's a it's a Pharrell and Charlie Wilson project. It is, um, and that's and that's not a diss. No, no, it's not. It's not a diss because there there's a Charlie Wilson shows up a little later on my list. Really? Yeah, huh. he's on a song. He's on a song on an album that's on my list. Okay, okay. Which I'm surprised it's not on yours, but all right. Well, we'll get. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah. No, really enjoyable. Um, you know, not the most serious album on the planet, but man, it's just good to listen to. Yeah, you don't you don't need you don't need that. And you know what? I gotta say, it's nice to see Pharrell and Chad working together. Yes, it is. Um Chad helped out on California Roll, This City, Are You a Freak, Awake, So Many Pros. Like it's no accident that, you know, some of these sound like yeah, they're right in the ne- in the vintage Neptune's pocket. Well, I think we have long established, I think we talked about this on our re- Neptune's retrospective, which is available on clockradiospeakers.com, Pow. that the the R&B Neptunes is like mostly Chad, right? Mm. Well, Pharrell, Pharrell, Pharrell's like the pop guy and he can be the hip and he's the hip hop guy largely, but like though, like the, uh, the bridges and stuff, mm. like musically that's, that's Chad doing a lion's share of that, right? I don't know. I don't know if that's really true, mm. but right. either way. If you if it's been a while or if you didn't really take it seriously when it came out, it's not really the great the best time of year for it right now because nah. I don't know about where you're at, but we got we got snow and ice this morning. So, ah <laughs> uh, no, we 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 been getting rain. We haven't got any snow. Yeah, woke up this morning for, to freezing rain. There was a little bit of snow on the ground. Had to shovel and get the ice off my wife's car this morning, and I was like, oh no, wow, oh yeah, it's winter. Um, but anyway, maybe not the best time of year, but it, it was really good. So yeah. I'm just I'm going all over the place with my with my choices. We're about to get a little bit more conventional. Don't worry. You are. I'm I'm actually really really shocked. All right. What's next up for you? All right. So my number eight, another R&B. We just mentioned this on the uh, the Jay Givens episode. Um, it's by an artist named Dornick. Self-titled. If you and I, we said this on the show, and I'm just going to reiterate it. If you want to know what Michael Jackson will be making in 2015, <laughs> listen to this album. It's not, this is not Dornick making his best Michael Jackson impersonation. This is somebody who is clearly inspired by Michael Jackson and just so happens to sing similar. I, I just, I don't hear this album and I'm not like offended, like, yo, this dude is biting Michael Jackson. It's like, it's, there's a really good influence, but there's enough musicianship and it's just so good where it doesn't matter. Um, Standing in line is incredible. It starts off as like an 80s, like, pop R&B record and then it just switches into like a trap record and it's hard. Uh, Shadow's crazy, Mountain's crazy, Something About You's crazy, Drive's crazy on my mind. Just top to bottom, man. This is another, this is a, this is a springtime, summertime album. It, again, this is more date music. Like, this is, this is a better I want to make a good impression and show this girl that I don't just listen to The Weeknd and Chris Brown. If you want that sort of R&B or whatever, and it doesn't, and you don't want something that's gonna make you want to dry hump the air, but you want something to sort of set a good ambiance. Listen to this album, Dornick. D- somebody asked me last week or a couple weeks ago about it. D O R N I K is how you spell his name. Super, super dope. I think he's from, uh, I think he's from London, somewhere in the UK. I know that for sure. But yeah, Dornick's my number eight. Subtitled, incredible. Uh, next up for me is Big Sean, Dark Sky Paradise. Okay. <laughs> wow. It's way better than you remember. 
Maybe yeah, not you, is. but people in general. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it is. Also top heavy. Um, uh, that I don't remember. But the okay. opening run is really good. What's the opening run? The intro, which I like. Blessings. All Your Fault. I Don't F With You. Play No Games. The extended version of Paradise. Like, that's some nice, like for me, like I, I'm, I'm good all the way through that. Wow. That is top heavy. Um, he even got, you know, he even got, he even got a different sound out of Mustard, which I appreciate. Like, I really like I Know, the record with uh, Janae. I know that you're not a big, big fan of that one, but, um, in general, like, I like Sean as a rapper. Um, I, uh, I don't always, I haven't always loved, like, his, his choices on, uh, on albums, but, and even in this case, right, like, at the end of last year, he put out that little EP that had I Don't F With You and it had the short version of Paradise and it also had, what fourth quarter and then some of the record um mm-hmm. and those two songs were actually really good right and in this case he puts you know like he has the the main version and then the bonus tracks had some records that were actually pretty good and i didn't understand like i was like why isn't platinum and wood on the you know on the actual on the actual album what about you know the, this party next door record is actually pretty good like so mm-hmm. it was definitely not perfect but definitely records I listened to a lot this year. And oh, like this is a case where a 1.5 of this with the with those two records from the EP from last year and tighten some things up. Yeah, a 1.5 of this would be pretty serious. Mm. But um but yeah, I to me this is got to be his best like project by far. Interesting. But I don't think that's when I sang a whole lot. Like Sean's always had singles. Yeah, that that's been his missing thing. I remember his first album was trash. Um did he put out a what was it was his second one the one with uh fire yeah okay that was that was a flop a little bit of a flop yeah it's a flop yeah but uh yeah it seemed like he put everything together on this one yeah okay I, like and, and and the thing about sean is like yeah you know he's not rapping about anything new and he's not breaking new ground but like i appreciate that like technically he can just rap yes he can um yes he can he's not always rapping about the most innovative stuff for the, you know, he's not always, you know, a lot of times it's, you know, he raps about his grandmother and not sleeping. <laughs> That's what he raps about. And Detroit. He always Detroit. raps about Detroit. Of course. Um, but he can rap. So yeah, that's, uh, it's another, another, that, to me, that was more like on, on target than, than the previous ones, but yeah, he's also in that pretty good, but still got some flaws group. Yeah. Okay. What do you got? What's next up for you? My number seven, another friend of the show. He was on the show earlier and somebody tweeted today that if I did not put this album <laughs> on my list, that it would lose all credibility. So I removed one album and put this on it. Wow. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, no. You see never. the power you have people? Right. Never, never. <laughs> I would like. You just did it like a, you might as well just said pshaw. <laughs> pshaw. No, it was. I, I No. I'm so stubborn, like, to see that was like, <laughs> watch this. Ha-ha. <laughs> Ha-ha. I have a credible list without him on there, but nah, this album is so good. Um, what album are you talking about again, just to be clear? Tragic Hero, My Own Worst Enemy. Like, top to bottom, I was shocked at how good this album was. Hmm. Um, Tragic has always been good. It's good. But I don't know what it was with this album, but he just put everything together. And uh, his write, his writing has improved. His hook, his hook, his song structure, songs, all that stuff were, were great. And I think the one thing that really brought this album to life was when I performed with him a couple months ago. Um, the best thing about your album is if you can present it to a live audience and create 
an experience and make me like records that I did not like because I did not like Winter and I did not like Nothing You Could Do. And those were the two singles. I was a little worried when he leaked those. I was like, I don't know about this. But hearing those records live made me like them. And top to bottom, there's nothing on this album that you can skip. So me- Yeah, I was going to say, meanwhile, now you're thinking to yourself, how do I sing like Winter? <laughs> it's funny. I was having a conversation with my mother the other day and she was, she was talking about how as a kid I used to sing a lot. And I, it just uh-huh. brought me back to that and brought, just, I keep having uh-huh. conversations with people like, yo, you need to sing on your uh-huh. next album. Man, look. Don't worry. I will, I will, I'll put some lovely reverb on the, on those vocals. We'll make no, it. No, 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 no. I don't need reverb. I need all the auto tune in the world. <laughs> I need every single auto tune preamp all at the same time. So. That's my number seven, uh, Tragic Hero, My Own Worst Enemy. Uh, next up is uh, Drake, if you're reading this, it's too late. Mm. Flawed. Very top heavy. Again, top, this is, to me, there was just a bunch of albums that were just like, yeah, this is good, but. Well, you, it, you know, you know what's interesting? Let, let me, let me, let me pose this question about ahead. top heavy projects. So one thing that I've noticed with Epiphany and Marcus Grimm and just watching numbers and even like that is like. People may not get through your whole project nowadays. Mm. That's the level of attention span that we have. So you and I, we come from a school where we want to experience the whole project, top to bottom. We want intro, outro. We want everything. Some of these people are just like, give me the hits. And you may not, I may not have an hour to give you, uh, to, to, to give to your album, but maybe I have 20 minutes. So let me put all the best the singles, the heavy records, maybe the records you can fit on Instagram, on Vine, on Snapchat. Let me put all those in the front and then the the rest of the records that I still want you to hear, if you're still interested at this point, here's some pretty good records after the fact, but let me make sure that I get you the great records up front now. Hmm. Yeah, you know, at the time, I remember when this came out and like that first run of songs, my first thought was like, wow, he's really committed to this sound, you know? But there are records on here that I just... Like it was really, it, it's fun. It's weird to think about it now, right? Because it's one of the records that, um, uh, Q, that Quentin Miller, you know, wrote on, but like know yourself was just a staggeringly big song this year. It was a smash. Yeah. And I still love like Madonna is really dope. I know you're not a big fan of it, but now and forever is just insane to me. I listened to that all the time this year. Like there were, there were songs that I just kept coming back to. And when, uh, when I, when I ran back through it, I was just like, you know what? Like, there's just something about some of these songs. Like, they're, for lack of a better word, catchy. Um, yeah. You know, um, and it's crazy that the, you know, we we didn't really talk about it because that we didn't really talk about that the physical version came with with even more songs. Um, yeah, including a mastered version of "How About Now." Oh, I forgot about "How About Now." What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, "How About Now" is crazy. Yeah, I haven't heard that record in a long time. Okay, yeah. Six PM in New York was crazy. Yeah, you and the Six I liked. Yeah, uh, it's a it's amazing. I Six I, it's Six PM in New York does not. It's good. It's very dope. But it made me go back uh, this weekend and listen to uh, Five AM in Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> man, like that. That's just that's just that record's just not fair. And I remember really really caping for Nine AM in Dallas. Mm. 5 a.m. in Toronto is just like it just makes my head hurt. Yeah, that record is crazy. Um, so yeah, um, it's not a, you know it's not like this has not been in order. This is not my 
you know, fifth or sixth or seventh, like favorite song, favorite album of the year. But to me, it's similar to all these other records I've been talking about, right? Where they're not perfect. A lot of them are top heavy, but they had songs I just kept coming back to. And this was not a perfect year. It was not a bad year. Right. But yeah, this is a, this was an album that it, this was to me, like, even though I, I mentioned it now, this is on the line between honorable mention and should it be in this group, but there was just, there was just songs in here that were undeniable that like put it a, a cut above, like there's nothing on that ASAP album or the game album or the Rick Ross album. Like I didn't come back to those on the grant of the Ross album has been out that long, but like I didn't come back to them as often as I came back to this. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's like a test for me. Mm. So Drake. Wow. Okay. Uh, my number six. And, and if you, and just to reiterate again, uh, Doc's list is not necessarily in order. Correct? Not yet. Not yet. We're about, I got one more and then I'll be my top five are in order. Okay. Your top fives are in order. Okay. My list is in order. Yeah. Sorry, but I'm being complicated. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. It's, this, this is what makes Clark it's Radio different. speak is what it is, baby. It's all good. So my number six, another R&B album, um, possibly the most underrated R&B artist of this generation. Um, she nearly, she doesn't get talked about nearly as much as she should. Her first album is one of my favorite albums ever. And this album isn't that, but it doesn't need to be. And that's uh, Tidra Moses' Cognac and Conversation. Um, I think the thing that I love about Tidra is that she knows her wheelhouse. In, in, in an environment where, as we talked about with Rihanna on side A, Beyonce basically just came through and crushed the buildings in the early 2000s, where your A. Marie's and your Sierra's and other artists who were flourishing during that time just had, they didn't know what to do because the Beyonce like steamroller just killed everybody. But what Tidra did is she stuck to her gun. She made a specific type of R&B. It was very mature. Um, it was very internal and very, uh, still very logical. It's a very weird R&B where it's like very, I'm trying to think of the word. I can't think of the word, but she knows what she's good at and she sticks to those things. And in an environment where most artists try to be everything to everybody, she doesn't do that. She does what works for her and it almost always works. Mm. So you've got records like um, All I Ever Wanted with the Lucini sample. Um, you've got Get It Right. You've got Beautiful Chaos. You've got that one with an, an Anthony Hamilton song that I actually like, Shocked. It's not possible. Um, it's not possible at all. Although I do like him uh, turning um, trap records into Negro spirituals on <laughs> on Facebook. I am enjoying that. Um, and then uh, only you like that record. Like this is just a really, it's a it's a little. There's some songs that she could have cut, but it's a really really solid, really really good listen. And it it bothers me that more people aren't talking about this project. Um, so yeah, that's my number six. So. I was randomly uh, looking at the credits too. If you're reading this, it's too late. And not only is your boy Quentin Miller listed often, but you know who else is listed? Yeah. Ransom. Really? Yeah. Like Joe Budden, AT Ransom. Uh, so, I mean, somebody named Ransom. Interesting. Yeah, that, that would be nice if Ram was getting checks from from that. Shout out to Ram. Yeah. AT. <laughs> who my, knows? Hmm. That's my youth, man. Yeah, I know. I know. Um. Last one in this big uh, batch of, of albums is your man, Justin Bieber. Aha! See, and I was wondering if I was going to put him on my list. But his strong songs on that album are really, really freaking strong. Really good. 
in a weird way. Like that's sort of weird for me to say because it's Bieber, but <laughs> like you know, sorry is so good. Sorry is like two. It's it's right. Yeah, right. The Nas record. Yes, there there are there are are songs on here that. I wanted to include this because like, I'll be like, I'm not really going back and listening to like a lot of Bieber. Like that's just not really like something I do, but like, I really enjoyed actually listening to this surprisingly. And frankly, like he's not really in the collaborative speakers realm hundred percent, but Bieber had a huge 2015. Yes, he did. Um, he come, comeback story. Comeback story. Um, it's not a perfect album by any stretch, like even grading it as like a pop album, but there's some good stuff here. Surprisingly good stuff. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to give Bieber a little, you know, little shout out shout out yeah great um i agree i agree i'm not mad at anything on your list okay i'm not mad at anything on your list so i i had six in that batch i know you're at you just went through five so now we've got our we both have our top five left right uh yes okay um you want to go first you want me to go first with my top five uh you go first because i went first with with the the bottom five um alabama shakes sound and color i thought this was gonna be higher for you i debated it um, but I think my wife listened to it more than I did, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's a really good album. <laughs> uh, there's one record on there. Like if you, if you hear nothing else, everybody who's listening to this, you need to pause this podcast right now. There's a song called give me all your love that I, I can't even explain how good this song is. Mm. The, it's got like multiple parts, but not like in an excessive way. It's, it's just, it's just incredible. It's it's one of the most. It's like an. It's an astonishingly good song. I, Have you seen them live before? Yeah. Okay, I thought you did. They're they're really good live, but I can't wait to see. So the problem is now they're too big. Like I'm glad I saw them when they when I did because I was able to see them at like a mid sized place that was still all general admission, so I could like I, I I didn't have to pay a lot. Yeah. Now you know they're nominated for album of the year Grammy. Like I'm not seeing them unless it's at an arena. Yeah, it's a wrap. They're out of here now. Right. So I'm glad I saw them when I could. I would still go see them again if it's something that's kind of reasonable. Like I don't have to pay like, you know, $75 for, you know, being up in the nosebleeds. But they put on a great live show. I mean, if anybody's going to be worth it, it might be them. But um, but yeah, like really good album. Um, Sound and Color is a great song, but which is the title track. And if you've ever heard the uh, if you've seen the iPad Pro commercial, that's the that's the song they use in that. But um. I have not. That's what happens when you when you cut cable. I don't know anything. <laughs> but like, no, I, so many commercials I didn't know about. I'm watching TV in my dad's house. Like, give me all your love. Like, I can't say enough about that song. It might be the best song of the year. Oh wow, it's incredible. Like the first, like I'm. I it's one of the. Let me put this way. It's one of those songs where like, if it comes on, like I will like I'll nerd out and point out like all the little things to to Marissa as we're driving, and she's just like, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. 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 Cause she's a very polite person who puts up in my nerdery, but like, it's an incredible song. Your wife is really polite, man. She's like too polite. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it, buddy. Easy. No, she, no, no, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about for you. I'm just like, just when we were all at the, at the happy people show, I'm like, yo, like doc's wife is really, really freaking nice. Like sweetheart, but like super nice. I'm married up, man. I'm married yeah, up. Did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. All right. What's not, what's number five for you? All right, so my number five is an album that I'm very upset is not in more best, at least rap album of the year conversations. Mm, okay. Um, this is an album of somebody who um, I think he finally put it together, and but I still think that he has not hit his ceiling yet. 
Oh, if you're going to say who I think it is, it's on my Maybe. list, but let's see. Okay. Tyler, Tyler the Creator, Cherry Bomb. On my list. When I, we, I haven't gotten to him yet, but it's a... So uh, we, uh, we could just jump ahead. Well, never mind. Whatever. Anyway, um, tell me why do you like this album? Because it's freaking insane. It's insane. Like the production on this, because we have, we have to start with the production. Yeah. The production is like, he is, he is Pharrell's son. <laughs> And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. There are a lot of songs in here that are good. There are two in particular I'd like to talk about. Okay. I'd like to talk about Two Seater. Yeah. Two Seater is perfect. I I love the transition. When when Two Seater comes on, I'm like, no, that it's so good. even the it's like it's a we talked about this on the show. So it's like a RZA kind of esque beat. A little bit. But the um, or at least it it reeks of like ninety five, right? Is that what that but, is? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it, it feels but like then the little synth bass. The synth, synth, yeah. Oh, it's two seater. So good. And then even the transition from being in a two seater with the girl, she doesn't like her hair, and then it just goes into that love it when your hair blows, and it's yeah. just like little transitions like that lets me know that in a in an era where people are top loading their albums, Tyler still cares about the album. Right. And Death at, Camp, Buffalo. Um, Buffalo's so good. Buffalo is stupid. So hard. Um, y- uh, find look, Your Wings. Find Your Wings. Young to me. Oh, see, that's the one I want to talk about. Man. It also, it doesn't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt that I actually went through something similar to that. Oh, no. <laughs> Earlier this year. Oh. But like, fam, like not, not that young, but younger. <laughs> But this this song is amazing. This song is amazing. What were you going to say about it? It's amazing. Oh, effing Young. It's. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I, you know, he, the great part about the song is how great the hook is. And you're singing along and you're like, I shouldn't be singing along. But you're singing but then, along. Like, but then like Charlie Wilson singing, singing with you and he's like saying, go ahead. <laughs> it's all right. Right. No. Oh, it's so good. Uh, and then even the transition. And then again, it's a perfect. Perfect. Even Blow My Load is great, even though it's a ridiculous. Yeah, I can't. Blow My Load, like music. You know who's so singing great. on there, right? Yeah. Freaking Wanye Morris from <laughs> Boys to Flippin' Men. Um, <sighs> yeah, I, I, can't, I can't listen to that record, but musically it's dope. Like, uh, it's one so of those records good. I can't listen to it, but it's like I'm kind of mad that I can't because the content is just, I can't do it. Sweet. Um, and, by the way, he got really good performances out of Kanye and Wayne. How ill is Smuckers? Smokers oh, is good. that record is stupid. Smokers is good. Okaga, California. Oh, so good. I think the only missteps on this album are what? Keep the O's and the brown stains of Darkeese Latifah? Even that one kind of grew on me a little bit. I like School Boy. That's School Boy on that, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, now, what's, there's one of the records in that early run that I'm kind of like, eh. Uh, is it, is it, it Pilot, might be, Cherry Bomb? One of those two. Yeah, I think it might be. And I'm just like, when he, when he gets, there's like a, it's what I call like, it's his odd future sound, even though yeah. that's dumb. But like, there's a certain kind of sound that he still does. And I'm like, okay, you could, no, no. And it doesn't fit with the rest of this. Like, he's right. so close to just making that lush NERD rap album we've always wanted. Yep. Yeah. And we're, this is like three quarters of the way there. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. He's, he's about one album away. But oh no, there, there's songs in here that are incredible. Yep. Yep. It's so my, really- uh, 
Well, I'll, I'll, well, anyway, so he's at your number five. He's higher for me. So like we could, this is a great album. Okay. Okay. Dope. Yeah. Super, super dope. And even his rapping, um, it's an acquired taste. Um, he's a little too vulgar for me, but Tyler can freaking rap. One, one, one thing I will say about this that I wish he would have done a little differently. His vocals are mixed way too low. No, this album was mixed poorly on purpose. I know, but I just disagree. It's a choice and I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. I feel like if this album was mixed better, it would have been higher for me. There's certain songs I can't listen to because it's mixed so bad. Yeah, some of the, yeah, is it, is it, it's either Run or Cherry Bomb. I can't remember. Like one of them where you're just like, it's hard. You're like, there's just, I can't even get into this because. Pretty sure it's Cherry Bomb. Yeah. That's the one that sounds like a record that, uh, the Prodigy would have done. Yeah, it's just sounds like Firestone. Yeah. Um, but like the bass is really, really high and then his vocals are just like drowned in the bass. Right, 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 right. It's just not good. But he, he said, uh, they, I remember him doing a Q&A on Twitter and somebody was asking him, well, two things. One thing that they asked him was, was he going to, you know, why was it mixed so poorly? He said he did it on purpose. And then number two, I think we might have talked about this on the show, but he purposely uh, pitched up his voice for Young because he hates the way he, he hates the way he sounds when he sings. So, of course, our future fans <laughs> pitched down his vocals <laughs> and put that version out. And it sounds better pitched up. Mm. better pitched up but yeah cherry bomb i don't know why this isn't in more people's top 10 this is a really 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 good album so my number four is your boy travis scott rodeo talk about an album that has some of the best songs of the year okay oh my decide is amazing 90210 is amazing maria i'm drunk is amazing maria's dope um this is not a perfect album. Like I think, I think Cherry Bomb is a better album. It's above this, but like there, when I think about songs that I came back to throughout the year, and like it's funny, like I know you don't like Travis, but like at, when you talk about somebody who definitely has an appreciation for the details of a song, mm-hmm. like there are so many songs on here that have multiple parts, um, and it works. Like again, oh my, this side with the dude from uh, Migos, like that second half, this side is so good. Um, you know, Nightcrawler. Oh, love Nightcrawler. Uh, Flying High. So good. Apple Pie. So good. Like, there's a lot of really good songs in there. there there's, there are missteps. Don't get me wrong. I don't really like Wasted. Uh, the Kanye record's a disaster. I can is tell. That, is, is that piss on your grave? Yeah. Just a, just a disaster. And, and I can tell is, mm, okay, but, so this is definitely a top heavy album, but the stuff that's good is really, really good. And nobody does a better Kanye West impersonation. <laughs> or does Kanye West do a Travis Scott impersonation? Right. I, I used to think it was Kanye doing a Travis impersonation until I heard 90210. And then I was like, I don't understand what's going on anymore. Isn't Travis Scott on somebody else's album? And we were just talking and we were like, we, we didn't know if it was Travis or Kanye until we looked at the credits. <laughs> yeah. Who was that? I can't remember. I don't remember. But like 90210, it's the best impersonation of 808s that I've ever heard in my life. But... <laughs> It sounds like Kanye and 808s and Kanye has nothing to do with it. So like, haven't quite figured out if Travis is a Kanye super fan, if it's a little bit of column A and a little column B, but the music's really good. Now, I know you don't like him. So you got anything else you want to say about this? Nah, nah, I want to keep this episode largely largely. positive. So I won't, I won't, uh, won't say anything. I'm not, I'm not a Travis Scott fan, but Maria, I'm drunk is dope. And I did like Antidote. Bieber, Bieber's, Bieber, Bieber on Maria, I'm drunk is just, yeah. When he st- when he switches from from rapping to singing, it's just like okay, hold on. I'm telling you, man, Bieber, 
And the, the amazing thing about Bieber is I still don't think he's reached the ceiling yet. Oh, when no. He, no, no. When no. he puts everything together, like, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. So, all right. Uh, number number three. Yeah, number four for you? Yeah, number four for me. All right, we're getting, we're getting up there. Uh, another R&B project that we did not talk about on the show and we should have. Um, we, we reviewed his album last year. Okay. Um, but he has grown leaps and bounds since then. And this project is stupid. And he's pretty much, he's had an incredible 2015. That is Spazzy Rocket and Sango's Hours Spent Loving You. When I went to Pittsburgh earlier this year for my job, just imagine being in a rental car that by no, by no means I could ever afford. Uh, in a city that embraced me with open arms, um, had beautiful women there, and was just there was just so much dopeness there. This was the soundtrack to that. Mm. It's it's God, it's such a sappy project. It's so sappy. It's like syrupy sappy. But you know what? I'm a sap. I don't care. <laughs> and what on top of that, it was just really, really, really good. Hipster girl. Uh, God. Just the whole album is incredible. And I and think. for you, it's tied to a memory. It's tied to a memory as well. So that's that, powerful. That doesn't hurt. Yeah, that's that powerful. doesn't hurt. So yeah, absolutely. Without question, number four. Um, I kind of fought with that in Tyler, but I think the fact that it was attached to a memory put it ahead of Tyler's album. Um, and then on top of that, like my top three is just silly. There's just no way. Okay. What's your four? Four was Travis. Oh, well, what's your three? I'm sorry. Tyler. Now we who? Tyler. Okay, okay. Three was Tyler. Three oh, was wow. Tyler. Wow, your top three? Yeah. That Tyler album's amazing. It's really good. It's really, really good. Yeesh. Okay. So okay. your three. My three is one of my favorite rappers, one of my favorite writers. And uh, he's on a, a friend of mine's album coming up. Um, he's a guy who, I think his discography is amazing. He hasn't made a bad project yet. And, and he's been, I've been listening to him since 2005. And he, miraculously gets better doing the exact same thing. So you talked about, you know, your Joey Badass who, you know, sounds like dated New York, but this guy does New York hip hop well to me. And that is uh, Sky Zoo's music for my friends. Silly album. Like, I think Sky, it's amazing that Sky has not the best hooks in the world um, because basically it's just like him rapping and then just him repeating the name of the song. I hate that. (laughs) But... Like his production, his ear for beats are really good. He's he's much like I I talked about TJ Moses where like he has this pocket of what he knows works well for him Mm. and he just does that. And I can appreciate that because he does it and he does it enough for me to not get tired of it. Um, Suicide Doors is amazing. Moments That Matter, which a lot of you heard was was a Crocodile Pythons. Was that the name of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Money Makes Us Happy with Black Thought and Bilal. Playing Favorites with Kristen Gray. Um, the Jada Kiss record was cool. Um, Civilized Leisure. Uh, things I Should Have Told My Friends. Sweet pers- like The album top to bottom, there might be one or two records that I don't like, but this album is phenomenal to me. It, it hits every single rapidity rap. It's the hippity hop rapidity rap album of the year for mm. me. Okay, So I love it. So that's my that's my number three. Your number two. I'm actually nervous now. What's your number two? It's a pimple butterfly. <gasps> What's number one? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait, what have we talked about? Oh wow! For so, all the critiques, 
All right, so let let's let's have this conversation now. Go ahead. Do you want to wait to have it? Uh, no. Go go ahead and go ahead and explain why it's your number two. For all the critiques, for all of for all of my issues with it, it's a still it's a Kendrick Lamar album in 2015. Yeah. Um, in terms of maybe not song making content necessarily, but in terms of like people who can just rap, he's the best rapper alive. Mm. Right? You asking me? I'm saying. Who, okay. who, who's, who, I mean, he is, he's on another level and this is an ambitious project. Extremely. And it's not perfect, but it's, it does remind me of, it's like a movie that you see and you're like, that was really good. And, but then you're like, I don't necessarily need to watch that every week versus a movie where you might, it's like a comedy you go see and then you catch it on cable and then you rewatch it again. This to me, this is like a critically acclaimed movie. This is like a movie that I would see when I go do like my Oscar showcase. Mm. Like some of these records have incredible replay value, right? Like King Kunta. King Kunta was a grower. Oh, I love King Kunta. Yeah, King Kunta was a grower. When I saw it live, it was it was amazing. King Kunta was a polarizing record when I saw it live. Really? Everybody who I was with didn't like it. How and can they you not like that record? Maybe people. they get. Maybe that's the. Maybe it's the production. It's funny you say that. That's one of the best produced songs on the album. Um, Wesley's theory is so good. Oh, Wesley's theory is stupid. Wesley's theory is just stupid. These walls is really good. These walls is incredible. All right is incredible. All All right is incredible. Black of the Berry is nuts. Yeah, it's a grower for me. No, that is incredible. Not gonna lie. Um, and there's some stuff here where. You know, you is a really hard listen. I, I, I have not listened to you in a very long time. Yeah. You is a hard listen. Um, how much a dollar cost is a little too sappy for me. But like, so there are issues with this. And it, it's interesting that like, it's so high on my list because I probably have more issues with this than I would with normally with, with, the, with a, a number two album. But I have a lot of issues because we expect a lot out of Kendrick. And holding him to the standard of Good Kid, Mad City is insane and it's unreasonable, but I'm a fan, so that's what I'm doing. Um, it's not Good Kid, Mad City, but it's also not a failed attempt at Good Kid, Mad City Part 2, and I do appreciate that. Yes. Um, he tried something different. Agreed. My, honestly, my fear as a fan is that he's going to be like, oh, now, I, let me put this way. I don't want him to make Typical Butterfly Part 2. I want him to do something else. And that's a ridiculous standard to be held to. But yeah, like, it, if you're if you're not gonna repeat the success of Good Kid, Mad City, don't repeat. Don't don't try to repeat this and sort of double down. So like, right? Yeah, I think he's proven he can do this and do it well. So like, I want to see what he does next. He's got time. No one needs it right now. Like this is plenty for people. Yep. Um, I don't. Always, you know, like I said, I don't always love every song on here, but this is, this is an achievement, like in a weird way. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish that the replay value was higher on some of these songs for me, mm -hmm. especially the second half of the album, mm -hmm. like hood politics, how much dollar cost complexion. Like those are good songs, mm -hmm. but I don't find myself re-listening to them. You know what I mean? There's a whole stretch there where, but they're really good songs. Like even like even songs like you, which are hard to listen to. There's nothing bad here. You know what I mean? No, no, I agree. Um, I don't, you know, I is not my favorite, but it's also not bad either. You know what I mean? So 
it felt weird putting him at number two because I felt like I listened to individual songs of other projects more, but I did, but I, I couldn't think of any other place to put him. It's not, to me, it's not the best album of the year, but it's an achievement. So I'm giving him that. Okay. Now I'm curious to know what your number one is. I'm almost like, skip my number two and one. No, what's your, what's your number two? My number two is, uh, I'm just going to get straight into it. I'm not even going to intro it. Hiatus Coyote, Choose Your Weapon. In freaking sane. It's amazing that Blue Eyes Soul, quote unquote, catches a lot of flack or whatever. But like when it's done, when music is done well, no matter who does it, it's phenomenal. And Hiatus Coyote, they're such an undeniable band. They're stupid. I think the way you feel about Alabama Shakes is the way I feel about Hiatus Coyote. Mm. Um, because a record like uh, Breathing Underwater, oh my God, Breathing Underwater, Borderline with My Adams, um, God, Creations, Molasses, oh, Building the Lat, like top to bottom, this album is just, it's a little long. It is a little long, but. It's so good, it doesn't matter. Hmm. That's my number two. Interesting. God, what is your number one? <laughs> uh, it is uh, a dude named D.A. It's the guy, it's the lead singer from Chester French. Is this the album that you tried to give me list two months ago and I never did? That's right. It's called Time Machine. Sorry. Yeah. Time Machine is incredible. Okay. Um, it is him on... Most of, most of it's mostly him on piano with some other stuff that kind of comes in. Um, some of my, like, three of my favorite songs of the year are on this album. So Faded Blue, which is um, the Pharrell-produced record, um, is incredible. Hit the Ground is, is so, so insanely good. And Every Time You Walk Away is, oh my goodness. Like, I heard it the first time and I, like, I had to rewind back. I was like, let me, l- let me, let me start over with the song. The songwriting on this is so good, so catchy. I would describe this as you you were talking about Blue Eyed Soul before. I would describe this as sort of like 70s Elton John flavored Blue Eyed Soul. Mm. Really, really great stuff. Like I I knew I mean, like I didn't have to go re-listen to like I've been listening to this album since it came out in October. Like I knew this was this was an absolute no-brainer at number one for me. Mm. Um no, no album had songs that I went back and listened to more than Time Machine. If, um, yeah, I I don't even know how right you you know you haven't heard it, so I can't you know we can't really like talk much about it, so I can't say anything else except it's so good, mm. so good. I have to check it. Yeah, I gotta check it out. You're number you're number one. See, yeah. man, we gotta we gotta start talking about this stuff like this on the show. We have to. We have to. Yeah. Um, I mean, duh, my number one is the Pippin Butterfly. Yeah. Obviously. So why is it number one for you? Um, an album hasn't hit me like that in a long time. Maybe since Good Kid Mad City. <laughs> <laughs> Where it hits me on different levels. Number one, one thing that people don't realize about me, and maybe something I don't articulate musically as well as I should, is that I was raised on the West Coast. So I spent much of my years in California, Hawaii, even Colorado. St. Louis has a lot of West Coast uh, feel, has a lot of West Coast feel to it, just being in the Midwest. And, um, so the Parliament Funkadelic sort of, uh, ode that, that he, he created musically, that wasn't heavy for me. That's right in my wheelhouse. You know what I'm saying? I grew up on Parliament Funkadelic, George Clinton, Bootsy Collins. Like my dad played that around the house all the time. So hearing that updated, um, in a way, 
beyond what Dre used to do in the Death Row days, where Dre would just kind of take the record and just like loop it. This this is sort of like um, building upon that sound and making it authentically his. Mm. Phenomenal. Production is just incredible. Um, thematically, you're talking to the guy who created Kairos. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is too deep for me conceptually? Um, so though I, I get the uh, the idea that people have a hard time, this it's a lot. I got to be in the right headspace for it. I get that. I can play Wesley's theory whenever. I can that, play these walls whenever. Yeah. Um, I can play how much I love how much a dollar daughter eh, how much a do, how much a dollar costs. Oh God, how much a dollar costs? Like I can play that record whenever. I love the live version of you. I can play Mortal Man whenever. Like that's basically where I stay in my head for most of the day all the time um so it it was just it was polarizing it's not perfect but i don't need it to be to be my favorite i don't listen to you i love rhapsody's part on complexion i see i i I thought that was a weak point to me oh rhapsody kills that i really don't play uh you ain't got a lot of kick it like i don't really play that record yeah um, I'm not crazy about the black of the. I think the black of the berry sticks out like a sore thumb on the on the album, and not in a good way. Um, I think that it's a good record, but just in the musicianship to hear like a rapidy rap beat, eh. but it totally fits in the theme. I love where it sits on the album and what it represents on the album. I love it. Um, the Tupac thing was a little deep. It's a little deep. It's a little Facebook deep for me. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I, I just want to jump in and say one thing. I'm sorry for interrupting. Like, because when you talk about how much a dollar cost, I have the same problem. Like sometimes Kendrick veers towards Facebook deep, and like what I mean by that is sort of you're trying to sound deep, but you're not really deep. And actually, this is generally speaking a problem I have anytime a rapper gets political, because you know me, I'm gonna go like, oh, you want to go into those weeds? Mm-hmm. Now you know and. Like how much a dollar how much a dollar costs, like the reveal, you know, that he has got at the end, it feels a little like uh ha ha. Like I'm like, okay, and like it it doesn't hit me really. Mm. Um he at times in this album, like when he's not talking about himself, when he is making a sort of a broader you know, sort of a broader statement about things, sometimes I feel like he ventures into Facebook deep territory. Mm. Sorry to interrupt you, but you were right. I had to. I had to jump in on the Facebook deep thing. No, you're good. I, how much dollar cost doesn't bother me conceptually. Um, okay. I think that we, yeah, it doesn't. That doesn't bother me conceptually. Um, I I get that, but it's not. That's not the Facebook deep record for me. Um, it really, it really is like the Tupac poem. It, it's it's too much. And the jazz, the Spike Lee jazz in the back, is just like. No, um, it was cool the first time I heard it. I'm like, oh, this is creative. But like that album came out, what, March? And to still be playing it in December, I don't, after once Mortal Man goes off, I, I go right back to Wesley's Theory. I go to something else. But hmm. um, so let's have this conversation about the album being deep um, or being a hard listen or a heavy listen yeah. for a lot of people. You say it's because of the production. Explain. <sighs> so he is... Right up front, I mean, not track one, although, I mean, the fact that track one opens up with the sample that it op- opens up with is kind of hilarious. Yeah, um, it's very much, it's it's a it's a polarizing statement, like, hey, right. we're about to go somewhere. Right. Um, but, like, the second track is... It's for free? Yeah, for free. Okay. It's jazz. It is. He's rapping it's, to... 
That's spoken word. That's not what it is. That's spoken word. Sure. So it's spoken word over jazz. Mm-hmm. When you're listening to that and it gets, the jazz gets very frenetic. Yes. Good word. Good word. Good word. When you're listening to that, it is not immediately apparent where you're supposed to be paying attention. Mm. Okay. It is structurally challenging to listen to. Mm. It doesn't mean it's bad, but when someone's listening to it at first, it's like there's content, there's flow, there's the, the, the song, the beat in the background is ever changing. Like when I say, I've said this before on the show, like I, I think that song's a really good example of like, I, I've said that I feel that Kendrick made this, he wanted this to be challenging. Yeah. It's not challenging because it's deep. It's challenging because it's challenging. Right. Because it is structurally designed to make you have to listen to it multiple times. Right. All right. I don't think that you have to do that to make an album that that accomplishes what I think Kendrick wanted to accomplish on here. So you think you can keep it simple, stupid is basically what you're saying. I'm saying, honestly, it's the spoonful of sugar concept. Like if you, what you care about is, how about this? I think, here's what I think. I think what he tried to pull off was to get people to care about his content and care about the choices, the different choices than what you're in the radio, the choices that he made musically. He asked mm-hmm. them to care about it at the same time. Mm-hmm. So when you go in as a listener, you don't know what his priority is. I think his priority is the content, but I know he loves the music. Right. If your goal is to reach the biggest audience possible for the content and the concepts that he wants to talk about, I just don't understand why you would make your album sound this way. Not that it's bad, but it just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Except I think he wanted it to be hard to get into. So when somebody does that, do you like... Do you hold it against them? I don't hold it against them. It's like, I think there's a couple of things. I think there's the structure of it that makes it challenging. But I also think, and this is kind of weird because yes, hip hop has a, has a history with jazz, but some of this isn't like how tribe took jazz and filtered it into hip hop. Some of this is just jazz. Yeah. Straight up. Right. Which is not the most popular genre of music in America. Yeah. So there's definitely some of that too. Like this album is unapologetically Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. Yeah. And the, my, the issue I have is, is very simple. Like we know that he can do the other way. We know that he can have an album that has frankly a kind of a, an incredible concept, like the, the out of order story. Very like, very like Quentin Tarantino style, like Pulp Fiction style, like in terms of how it's structured narratively, like the story of, of his life that he tells on Good Kid Mad City. But it's on top of what I believe when we reviewed at the time, and I like this term, he, that was state of the art hip hop in 2012. Mm-hmm. Incredible production on that. So you could, he could nab people who were just there for the beats and get them to keep coming back just for the beats. Mm. and then get them on the lyrical content. But this time you had to be there because you, you wanted to be there. Right. You're, you're not grabbing somebody who's like, Oh, this is a, I've heard Kendrick before. I like the way he raps and this is a really good beat. Like if you're listening to this, you're listening, except the exception is, you know, there's a couple like, all right is a notable exception. Right. But if you're listening to this, it's because you want to be there for the whole Kendrick Lamar experience. Right. But, I don't think there's a problem with that. Unless think, the goal. Well, then uh, what's the goal? Uh, I think that sometimes artists pander to their audience too much. 
almost to the point of and and I I, I come that's from an interesting school, that's an interesting term pan, what pander yeah like I come from the school of I create music where I'm not necessarily thinking well well what do my fans want I don't ever think that um I know that my music is an acquired taste and I understand that everybody's not gonna get it so I just do my best to be authentically me as possible. And I think that's what this is. Like, hey, I'm going to make a project that is where I am right now in this space. So I'm not going to necessarily like reach my arm out and try to pull you in. I'm just going to be so loud to where it piques your curiosity and you come over to where I am. Except he then made it very like there's a barrier of entry to get into this album. And frankly, I'm going to be honest. It's the choice of jazz. You have to like jazz to get into this album. But my point, and, and that's fine. But again, so it goes back to like, should should we fault him for that? I don't think we should. I don't think we should. Why? Why, why should we? Should he just made a bunch of all rights? Should he make Good Kid, Mad City 2 and just got like Soundwave and TDE producers and, you know, just like he's done that already. He did that for his first three projects. Let's let them do something else. Let's let let's let our artists grow, and let's let's let the growth of our artists challenge us as listeners. Okay, what if this isn't growing? What if it's just different? What's the difference between being different and not growing? Growing implies improvement. How is this not improvement? You think this album is better than Good Kid, Mad City? I didn't say that. I okay. said how is it's not improvement? Yeah, I, I think they're two. We've said this many times. Th- those albums are totally different. Right. I can't compare the two. It's com- it's like comparing uh. Uh, meet the parents with Raging Bull <laughs> because they both star Robert De Niro. They're just totally different and great in their own way. And I think that's okay. That's fine. I, I think the notion of artists, when I hear you say like artists should challenge us, I feel like that leaves a lot of room for artists to hide behind. I don't think this is hiding in this case. Okay. I don't think, I I don't, because in most cases, if you are an artist and you are challenging your listener, I think that there's a certain level of expertise that you operate in musically. It's different like if this is Tiger challenging us or something like that. Then it's like, uh, oh, Tiger's doing a jazz album? Okay. But I think Kendrick has has a proven track record. Because number one, this isn't the first time Kendrick has done jazz. Kendrick has long had jazz in his music. It's just blatant here. It's not just one or two records. It's the chunk of the album right it's jazz and it's jazz and funk as well let's right. not let's not ignore the funk aspect of this album too um i just i'm just not gonna blame kendrick or not blame kendrick but i'm not gonna fault him for saying this is what i want my album to sound like because this is what i need this is the, the canvas that i need to paint this picture you know what i'm saying like that's that's fine i think that's fine and it works my question is and maybe this isn't a question that we can answer for another two years what does he do after this right it honestly, and we said that and we said that after good kid Mass. it's it's a it's the it's the biggest question we ask all the time on clock ready speakers what is the lesson learned right we haven't asked that in a while is the lesson learned now that he got the grammys he's got all the media attention is the lesson learned okay i need to double down on this or is the lesson learned my fans followed me from good kid mad city this is a different sound, but I did it. I can do anything. Mm. Right. What is Kendrick's lesson here? Mm. I hope the lesson is he can do anything. Right. Cause I'm, look, I'm not going to lie. I don't want to hear another jet, like heavy jazz influence. Cause you're like, Marvin, cause I don't listen to jazz like that. 
Right. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. That's real. Jazz, jazz isn't for everybody, but... Yeah, and like, it's funny, like, you you talk about Don't Forget the Funk. I'm like, yeah, the funkier stuff on this album is the stuff I really like. Yeah, I, yeah. I get that. I get that. Um, I understand that. I get that. Anything else you want to say about uh, Kendrick Lamar? Uh, nah. Okay. Wow. We were recording for a while. I have no idea how this is going to be a long, long side beat. Um, anything else you want to say about 2015? Uh, I'm ready for 2016. That's what I'm... <laughs> I... I'm just starting to realize that, like, I don't, I don't think that, you know, resolutions are cool, but. I was just going to say, you know, you got, please don't, please tell me you don't have resolutions. No, 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 no. You can, you can, if you want to change something, you ain't got to wait till January 1st to do it. All you got to do is resolve and you just got to resolve within yourself that you're going to change it. You change it. You know what I'm saying? So I, nah, I don't have any, I don't have any resolutions. There are definitely things that I want to do better next year. Um, but am I going to ascribe that to a resolution? Nah, I'm good, but I am ready for the new year. Um, Definitely ready. What about you? Yeah, I don't really do the resolution thing. Um, but I, I don't know. I think uh, I don't knock people who who do have a hard time changing nah, things because change even. is hard. Absolutely, oh, change is the most difficult thing in the world. Absolutely, right. absolutely. Don't knock it, don't knock anybody for changing and and not being able to follow through on the change and failing in their change right. multiple times. The hardest the hardest part about New Year's resolutions is that you're not really setting yourself up for success. Right? How so? Because people make the you know it's. Okay, like first of all, you're picking this sort of frankly arbitrary time, like, okay, now I'm going to make the choice. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to do it. And you know, a lot common one for people, right? They wanna start going to the gym, they wanna get in shape right. or whatever. Right. Yep. So they're picking like the worst oh, it's January, it's cold, it's right, miserable. Right, right. They're just you're picking the worst time to start going to the gym. Yep. And sure, any time is a good time, but like the way that to me, the way that you get success with something, especially if it's a big change, is you need small victories. That's what I was gonna say. Absolutely. You need Absolutely. small victories first, right? If you find yourself like we're gonna get I'm gonna start like get on my pulpit here. Like if you have financial problems, like if you find yourself like having trouble with your credit cards, pay off like the smallest one. Pay off the small that's what they say. Pay off the smallest right. one. Pay off yep. the smallest one. You can see, okay, I can do this. Right. Yep. And then you move on to other things. Like if you have a hard time saving money, like in, 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 into a savings account, like no joke, set up an automated thing so that because every every bank can do this. You can do it via your bank's website, like set up an automated thing. So every week it takes 10 bucks out of your checking and put it into your savings. Yep. Live with that for a little while. Can yep. you increase it? OK, you've, you're used to that. Keep moving like small victories. Don't sit there and go, I'm going to save $5,000 this year. Because if you've never saved in your life, you're not saving $5,000. You don't, yeah. the, the goal isn't to, I'm going to lose 10 pounds, right? The goal is you have to teach yourself how to like make that lifestyle change so you can get in better shape, right? It's not like I need to save $5,000. It's like, first, I got to teach myself how to be like financially literate. You know what I mean? Like making a change. And then assigning some number to it. You're just, that's not, you're, I don't fault people for doing it, but I'll, and I don't fault, you know, I don't necessarily fault them for, uh, for not succeeding because I, again, I, I just don't think that that's like the best way to do it. So I don't really do New Year's resolutions. Well, you're going cold turkey and you're basically sending either your body or your habits in the shock. Right. And that's not really healthy. Right. Like you have to realize that if it took you 10 years to develop the habit, you're not going to just instantly. If you've created 10 years of laziness where you're sitting sitting on your behind and like not going to the gym and not being physically active, you're not just going to suddenly wake up one day and say, I'm going to be active. I'm going to start running. Right. And no, you, because you're going to, what's up? No, I was going to say, and you know what? The other thing is like, 
don't set like three resolutions at the same time. No. Don't be like, all right, this is the year I'm going to save money and I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to do this other thing. It's like, all right, all right, all right. Try to do one thing. Pick one thing in your life that you want to do better and then take an aspect of that one thing and make it a little better and then make it a little better than that, right? Like if you're not happy with the way that you feel, feel like you don't have energy, like you're lethargic and you want to, you think, well, I need to get in shape. It's like, all right, you know what? There's three, there's like sleep, there's food, and then there's exercise, right? So tackle one of those aspects, right? Yeah. You're not going to go to the gym for a week and all of a sudden be like, man, I'm in shape. It's like, no, you're probably not sleeping well. You're probably not eating well. And then of course, when you're not doing those two, you're not going to want to work out. Yeah. So like all that to say, anytime you want to change anything in your life, and I'm not perfect. There's stuff I'm still working on, right? But like anytime you want to change anything, start small, get the victory, keep moving. And eventually what you teach yourself how to do is you teach yourself how to make changes. Yep. Yep. All right. Let me step off my soapbox. Um, All right. Soapbox over. Pass the collection plate. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I guess that's it. We can wrap up. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for listening to us for 2015. Uh, thank you guys for being consistent listeners. Thank you to all of our new listeners who migrated over from fourth district shout out to them and thank you for our day one listeners who started listening from episode zero jesus why do you do it we have no idea but we appreciate it and uh here's to a eventful and productive 2016 so happy new year and uh we'll see y'all next week right